Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. This week's episode of Concerts That Made Us, I'm chatting with Juliana Amaral from Band Inc. One of the most exciting bands I've heard in a very long time. Juliana is definitely going places in the rock industry. And before we get talking to Juliana, we're going to take a listen to her song, Midnight Rider. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show.
Giuliani, you're very welcome to Concerts That Made Us. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this one now. Your music is absolutely unreal. We opened the episode with Midnight Rider. It's been on repeat in my house for weeks. Like it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's like the perfect amount of familiar, but new. And it's just good old fashioned hard rock, you know? The oh my you hear it, you love it. Can you tell us a bit about it? Absolutely. Well, I'm just so glad that you enjoyed the song. Thank you so much. Um, it's funny because I, uh, I wrote this song. So the idea that I had with Midnight Rider uh, was, you know, there's a lot of modern rock, um, but rock has evolved over the years and it's become more like it, it's the rock has a lot of production now. There's a lot going on in the music. And I, I wanted to bring back that classic rock sound, you know, uh, having just, you know, guitar tracks, bass, vocals, and drums. Like, there's no synths, there's no, like, weird stuff going on in the background. It's just, just like three instruments and vocals. And I always wanted to do that. And it was a lot of fun to record. Um, we recorded it uh, before the pandemic. It's so funny. We recorded it the week of the pandemic when it started. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. um, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. It's finally happening because that's all I wanted to do was release the music. And then I like remember leaving the studio and we had all the dates planned and everything just like just hit a wall. It was gone. But I believe everything happens for a reason. You know, we've been very fortunate to have a lot of great opportunities. And I thought, like, you know, now is the time to release it. So we released it in February, and we're so glad to see the response that it's gotten. You know, I actually, the lyrics of the song, I actually wrote for my grandpa because he's a motorcycle guy. Uh-huh. And, you know, the line, you got trouble, you call when you need, is kind of him, you know, because when I'm in trouble, I know who to call. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's the story behind Midnight Rider. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So I'd love to give the listeners a sense of your musical history. Can you remember your very first musical memory? My first musical memory was when I was five. Uh, my It's my grandpa, actually. Um, he We have a theater locally, and a lot of national acts come. But not a lot of, like, musicians. Like, usually it'll be theater. And I specifically remember my grandpa was really excited when he came home because B.B. King was going to be here. Like, he was... And it was weird because, like, he's, like, this, like, national act and he's coming to our town, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And my grandpa was like, oh, my God, she's like, like ask my mom. She was like, can you can you let me take her? I want to show her this concert. And I was like five at the time. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> but looking back on it, I'm so thankful because that was my first experience to music. I remember being in a crowd with people. I remember, like, seeing how happy my grandpa was that, you know, I, I got, he, he got to see that. Mm. And I specifically remember that it was him just sitting with his guitar and you know I was like this is cool I've never seen that before because I think at the time I was just used to either seeing the pop singers you know doing a bunch of dazzling performances or bands you know and it was him playing guitar and I really enjoyed it uh and 
now looking back, I'm just so thankful that I, I got to see him live. Yeah. So that's really my first musical memory, I would say. <laughs> that's possibly one of the best musical memories I've heard now. And <laughs> what an introduction to concerts as well. B.B. King, you know, yeah, like it was he's that. on everybody's bucket list. Mm -hmm, for sure. And I'm, I'm so thankful I got to see him live in concert. It's definitely one of the best for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At which point then, when you were younger, did you decide, right, I want to be a musician? Um, it's always been, it's funny because in school, you know, you get the yearbooks and everyone says, oh, I want to do this when I grow up. Everyone wanted to be like, like a doctor and, you know, do all these jobs. And I never was connected to any of that. I always wanted to do something with the arts. And my mom, I remember she, she offered me piano lessons. And it's funny because I actually hated it. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> I, I did not like it. But my mom, when she was like younger, she took piano lessons and she quit. And she regretted it. I mean, till this day, she tells me she regrets. So she was like, I don't want you to feel like I felt. So I'm kind of thankful that she pushed me to do it because if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't know all the stuff that I know now. But I always wanted to do something with the arts. And I think when I found out that there, you know, that people could go into music, I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. And, and I remember every year writing in my yearbook, I want to be a musician. <laughs> and everyone was like, I, you know, like, okay, fine, be a musician. I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think people around you, you know, I feel like when kids and teenagers say I want to be a musician it's looked at as oh yeah this is a phase they'll grow out of yeah. it and then they'll realize was that what you experienced yeah a lot a lot of times I was um I was definitely that one kid <laughs> that was always like I, I was very open about it and I portrayed it you know I made sure that you know, I want to be a musician. That's what I want to do. And I remember um, in school, like we'd have like essay writings. And like one time, I, I vividly remember this because it just stayed with me. Um, I, we had to write an essay like, uh, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I think I was in middle school. And I, I wrote down everything like I want to do this. I want to record. And they were like, who wants to share? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to share. And I just remember them being like, all right, that's how, how, how you think now. But it's yeah. like, no, I'm, I'm pretty solid about it. <laughs> you know, I gave up a lot of time for it. So it's, it's definitely one of those things that people look at you like, oh, it's a phase. But, you know, they see when they get to the point that they see how much you work for it, then it's like, all right, I, yeah, you really do yeah. <laughs> like music, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in school then, was there a, a scene, a music scene with the other kids? Did you form bands in school? Um, it's funny. I went to Catholic school. <laughs> right. So, you know, there was the jazz band. I was the bass player in the jazz band. And I was like the only girl in the guitar department. And it was, <laughs> it was funny because like they didn't like they looked at it as a credit and I was there, I was like, you know, writing down all the music, note for note, and trying to do my part. And then they'd show up and like, just kind of go on their phones. And I was like, no, no, guys, we got to, you know, learn all the music. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely like the music nerd. I remember during lunch, like I used to just hang out in band room hmm. and just like look at all the instruments. <laughs> but as far as a music scene, it's weird because I was always like, 
in the music scene around my area, I've always been like the youngest one to like love bands and playing in bands. Um, I've always been like the youngest one in the band, but like people my age, like they appreciate music in the area, but there's not a lot of musicians my age. So it was, it's always been very strange because, you know, I'd always try to show like people like in my class, like rock bands and they'd be like, all right, that's a cool thing. <laughs> like I'm just trying to introduce them to something and they, yeah. But as far as the music scene, I would say I was probably the only one that played an instrument and just would talk a lot about music. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. And what kind of bands and music were you listening to during that time? Was it the classic rock? Yeah, era? definitely. I, I vividly remember trying to introduce my classmates to Led Zeppelin three. <laughs> like that was just so funny. Cause I was like nitpicking everything about the album. But like as far as as bands, definitely number one Zeppelin because to me, like they they like define like that sound that I love that heavy rock sound to me they're like the definition because they yeah. broke all the rules at the time like there was nothing like that in existence, um, like it's funny because I would always be seen with headphones so that's all I would do listen <laughs> to music. So Zeppelin, Motorhead, you can just imagine like a girl in a Catholic school with <laughs> Motorhead. It was definitely funny at the time. Motorhead, uh, Queen, I love Queen. Um, it's funny, even though I love hard rock, I do love uh, different, like Amy Winehouse, she's an artist yeah. that I love listening to, still love listening to. Mm. Uh, Lady Gaga, I just love Lady Gaga. <laughs> so I listen to that, definitely. I love listening to all different kinds of genres. Rock is my favorite, but I yeah. love all different types of genres. So there's always something new that I'd be listening to. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, I could just imagine you back in school being the only one with headphones and into hard <laughs> rock and trying to influence other people to like it. I I imagine it was very funny times. <laughs> it was it was very funny. I remember going to school with a Led Zeppelin shirt and I got sent home. It's so funny because it, it was like one of those days that you could show up without your uniform. And I remember going with a Zeppelin shirt. That that it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> but hey, I tried. <laughs> it's kind of funny though, you know, there was a period of good few years ago where if you were into that music you were the cool kid but nowadays if you're into that you're kind of not so much an outcast but you're fairly close to one you know exactly it's definitely it was funny because i would talk a lot to the teachers <laughs> they love that music and they'd be like oh you, you know what, what do you listen to and i'm like giving them all <laughs> the, like my old discography of music that i'm listening to and but i definitely agree you're not an outcast but you're close to one because it's not mm -hmm. Something that, you know, you see in high schools a lot of days. But, um, yeah, it's something that I've always loved. I mean, till this day, if I'm not, like, playing out, if I'm running air, I still have my headphones. And I, that's my my favorite pastime. It's just, yeah. Music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be very similar myself. One of my favorite things to do is get in the car and just turn it up as loud as it'll go and just drive, like you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after after school then what steps did you take to make your your dream a reality for sure so um 
all throughout high school, my dream was to go to Berkeley College of Music. And, you know, I worked really hard, you know, doing shows after school. Um, I never went to any dances on Saturday and Friday night to see me playing at a venue. I didn't even go to prom. I was playing, <laughs> you know, like I was just playing shows. And um, I remember just wanting to go to Berkeley. That was all my focus was that, you know, I, I mm. would do all my work. And I remember... It was the summertime. I didn't tell anyone. I went and auditioned for Berkeley. I just went by myself. <laughs> and I just vividly remember coming home. And my mom was like, what did you do today? You know, you weren't home. I was like, I, I auditioned for Berkeley. And she was like, what? <laughs> you didn't tell anyone. Like, yeah, I, just, I just, I saw they were doing it. So I just went. <laughs> and she was like, well all right, well, that's awesome. You know, it's going to be fun. I was like, yeah, it's going to be fun. And it was like, then the summer came and Berkeley has like this big celebration at the BPC. Hmm. And I remember telling my mom, like, well, let's go. Like, you know, I want to, I want any, any excuse I had just to go to campus. I, I want to go. <laughs> and they did like this big show, you know, concert blowout. And it came to the end of the show. Uh, someone came out and they were like, all right, we want to, you know, uh, award, uh, students who auditioned, you know, scholarships and entries. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I, you know, I want to see, I want to see who got in. And I'm Amaral. So I'm first. And <laughs> all of a sudden my name shows up, Juliana Amaral. Oh my God. And it was dead silent. And I just remember my mom like, yeah. <laughs> and me and her was just celebrating. And she was like, I wish I recorded. I'm like, we didn't know. We didn't know. And it was like, oh my God. I, I just remember being so happy and just so thankful. And it was my mom and I, and we were just so excited. Like we, like, I was like, I did not even expect this. Wow. Well, that, you know, just knowing that I had gotten in and got in with the scholarship, it was like, it was a dream come true. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very fortunate to attend the school. I actually, I actually did take this semester off because my band and I, we've been very fortunate. We've got a lot of opportunities to travel and play. Mm. So I thought, you know, cause I give a lot of, my focus to school and you know i was like if i'm gonna be traveling you know because it's a, it's a lot of work so i didn't want to be away and then come back in a way and come yeah, back so yeah. i was like i'll just go back in september right now i'll focus on this and <laughs> so yeah so that's where i'm at right now <laughs> <laughs> brilliant brilliant it's uh it's it's not too often you actually hear someone going down that route you know usually it's they form bands and they play with friends and, you know, maybe release a couple of songs, get discovered that way. But I really like the way you're doing it. You're actually not to say you're doing it the proper way, but almost by the book, you know, you're going to the music college. You're going to really, really study it and know your craft. You know, I really like that. Thank you. I, uh, I've i always loved uh, studying. I, I just I love learning and Music is just something that you'll never uh, like. It's not like you'll never stop learning it. Like yeah. there's always new things. There's always new technique. There's always something that you like. You think you've reached the point that you know it all, and then it's like, oh my god, there's something new. And yeah. you know, going to music school, you're able to know how to learn those things. You're 
you're able to learn how to identify certain things in music. It's definitely something that I've always liked to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like there are some people that just start bands, but I've, I was like, I, I want to like, cause when it's not like school that you sit down, obviously it is, you sit down and learn, but you go in a room, you bring your instrument and there's like a band there. And, and then they're like teaching you how to work with bands and stuff. So that was really why I was so drawn yeah. to school. <laughs> that does not seem like school at all. That just means like, that just sounds like a good time. You know what I mean? <laughs> For sure. It definitely is a good time. You meet a lot of fun people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet. I bet. So your band, Band Inc., people might be surprised to hear that it's just you and you have hired musicians, don't you? Yeah. It's so right now, it's always been that way. Uh, right now I have, um, you know, guitar player Victor. He's really awesome. He's been doing a lot of the shows, but for years, it's all, it's always been that way. And the explanation I give is that everyone's in like 10 different bands. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like you, you meet a musician and they're like, oh, I play this, this. And it's been tough because, you know, my band does a lot of traveling. Uh, we're fully booked. <laughs> you know, that's like, I'm always playing out like this weekend. I, I was, you know, I, I didn't even like, I had no, nothing planned because I have a lot of rehearsals. And then all of a sudden the gig showed up. I was like, sure, I'll go play. <laughs> you know, because it's weird not playing on the weekends anymore yeah. or traveling. But it has been, a, it's like a hired gun situation. Mm -hmm. uh, for years it's been that way. Um, this band ink is really my only band because I put a lot of focus on it you know a lot of writing a lot of traveling a lot of playing out a lot of you know everything just all of my time goes into it right now <laughs> yeah yeah well it's definitely starting to pay off anyway thank you so um, much band ink where does the name come from because it's a unique one it kind of makes you stop and think when you hear it you know for sure um <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I've had this band, I want to say 2018, I started it and it started for fun. Uh, I wanted to start a band, but it started out of the blue. Like it was very unexpected. I was in nice. high school. My One of my close friends, she was a senior, she was graduating. And, you know, this was one of the friends that I had that actually liked classic rock. And she was like, you know what, You're, you can play an instrument. I'm going to graduate. My, you know, my parents have thrown me a party and they offered me a DJ, but I don't want a DJ. Like I want a band, you know, I want to have an experience. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. And she, and I was like, who are you going to, and she's like, Oh, I want to, I want to have you. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, I know that you can find people to like get together and just do like a quick band. And I was like, all right, I can definitely do that. So I, I scat, I did like a little scavenger hunt. I found some of my friends that could play instruments and I put together a set list, like one that, you know, people knew, like songs to dance, cause party. And we rehearsed and we did the show and that was it. And I was like, I did it. I, I put a band together. I, I led the thing. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. So <laughs> that was it for like a week. And then a week passed. And, you know, cause people were recording and it was put on social media. Uh -huh. And it kind of, kind of spread around locally. And I had some venues call me. And they were like, oh, I, you know, so-and-so posted your video. Um, you guys are a young band. Uh, you know, I'd like to book you guys. And I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Um, and I didn't think this far ahead. They were like, what's the name of the band? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, 
banding. <laughs> uh, and they were like, okay, that's cool. That's sure as it be. And I was like, yeah, B-A-N-D-I-N-C. And they were like, all right, so we'll put you down on the bill. And I was like, okay, that was weird. Okay, I'll, def- I'll think of something fun. But then, you know, we did all these shows and it stuck. You know, I would get phone calls. This is banding. I'm like, yes. <laughs> this is bad. This is official now, I guess. And for a while, I was like, oh my gosh, it's a strange name. But now that I've grown with it, I look at it as a simple name. You know, it's easy to spell. You know, it's, it has, you know, Banting has two syllables, you know. <laughs> uh, now I've kind of grown to it for a while. I was like, oh my God, it's kind of, kind of weird. Mm. But like I said, I grew with it. You know, people spell it quickly. Like, if I'm saying the name, people can be like, all right, that's what it is. I'll write it down and I'll remember it. Yeah. You know, so I kind of look at it on the bright side. It's short. It's to the point. Banding. And I guess it kind of <laughs> works because it's like a corporation, you know, it's like yeah. a higher gun situation. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it kind of works out in the end. Yeah. Yeah. And it's they always say that the shorter the band name or the yeah. less syllables in it, the more memorable it is. You know? For sure. So I kind of look at it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it must have been, it must have felt pretty amazing, though, you know, playing your first gig and a week later getting all these calls. It seems like your story with regards to music just kind of took off. For sure. I'm definitely, I'm very fortunate. Um, you know, I've been able to play out and, you know, play my music to everyone because, uh, I know a lot of, you know, it's it's tough, you know, to start a band and everything, but I've been very fortunate, you know, we, we've built a very loyal and loving following, and I'm so thankful for them. Um, one thing that I love to do is I love to, you know, because we travel a lot, I try to book like one local show, and I call it like the homecoming show because we come back for a while and then we go. Um, and it's just such an amazing feeling to see so many people that have been coming to our shows for years. And every time it just gets more and more exciting because, you know, I, I, I don't even know how to express it. I just have so much joy playing out and just seeing so many people. It, yeah. it really means a lot. I'm very blessed and fortunate, really. <laughs> and for any of the listeners that might not have got a chance to see you in concert yet, what can people expect at one of your concerts? Um, I definitely love to bring energy. <laughs> I am, you know, I love to like, I'm a big audience. I love to connect with the audience. I love building a relationship with the audience. So if anyone hasn't seen us before, I love talking to the crowd. I love bringing like, you know, making them a part of the show, a yeah. lot of participation, communication, um, and just, loud music (laughs) so that's like a combination of you know i try to make it rock and roll so yeah yeah very important uh very important parts there but i love the the audience participation nobody wants to go to a show and have it like you just turned on the record exactly i'm a very like i i love live music and i look at it my way i think like if i'm if i'm gonna see this person play I want to have a fun time. I want to dance. I want to clap. I want to sing. 
So some songs I look at it as an opportunity to be like, all right, I want to hear you guys, you know, start singing <laughs> with me. Because it's I look at music as, as something of unity. Like it brings, we're there together, we're there as a group, you know, like mm. we're there for fun. And I just think, I look at music as something that brings everyone together. And it's definitely, I look at the shows as an opportunity to be, you know, if you had a tough day, if you're going through something tough, you go to a show and it just makes, puts you in a good mood, you know, makes you happy. That's the be- That's all I wish at a show is to make people happy. That's all I ever wanted was to like see people smile and dance. And that really makes my night, you know? So, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's what it's all about after all. And do you prefer smaller venues or larger venues? Honestly, any venue will do for me. <laughs> I, I just love playing. That's a good question, though. Definitely, like, I love seeing crowds. Uh, I look at it as a way of, like, if I'm able to play, if I'm able to get our music out there, like, we'll do the same show for two people <laughs> that we'll do for, like, like I don't know, a thousand people. I just, I just want to give, like, our music to anyone who's listening. It's definitely, I will admit, it's definitely fun, those big uh, venues, because there's, you know, there's a ton of voices that sing along with yeah. you. So it's, it's definitely a surreal experience. But for me, any venue, I love questions. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. And I love to find out the concerts that made my guests. So uh-huh. I have a series of questions now about your your concert history and experiences. Now, you have had the chance to tour with some amazing names from Alice Cooper to Book Cherry. So I'm sure we're going to have some interesting experiences pop up. Can you remember the best concert experience you've ever had? Oh, my goodness. Uh, That is a very good question. (laughs) (laughs) I have been to a lot of concerts. But, okay, I know, I know. <laughs> this is because I had to, I looked at my bookshelf and that's like my, my like, how do you call it? Like, like list of people that I look up to. and oh, show yes. So when, I want to say it's 2019, it was Christmas. My grandpa got me tickets to go see, it was Robert Plant. <laughs> oh my God. And I was freaking out. Cause you know, this man is my hero, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I look up to him and it was so strange because it was not something that I, ex- like, I didn't know what to expect. Like mm. it's, you know, it's obviously not Led Zeppelin mm. and it's not like, it's just weird. Cause you know, you're seeing like a singer of a legendary band. I didn't know what to expect. So it was at the Orpheum in Boston. It was like packed. It was sold out. And I remember I was sitting on the left side and he came out and he did Led Zeppelin tunes. I was so really? amazed. Like he <laughs> did like I think most of the catalog. Oh man. And I was like, I I just remember what caught my eye was even though he did Zeppelin tunes, he changed them. But like changed them to a way that I was just I, I'm not gonna lie, I think I cried for one of the songs. <laughs> it was um that's the way. Going mm. back to Zeppelin three, one of my favorite, you know. Yeah. And he did it and I was just like in awe. I remember the way that he engaged again, engaging the audience. Like he was there, he was having a connection to the audience. Mm. And the band was just so uplifting and they were so tight. 
and there was like a connection between him and the band. Yeah. Like he he wasn't like I wasn't just seeing Robert Plant. I was seeing the whole band, and they were just bringing this music to so much life. Like there was a lot of life happening <laughs> with the music. And well, I was like, what's that? Like it was 2019. I was still in high school, and I was just watching this. Like this is crazy. <laughs> like, this, this is so amazing. Um, so that was one of the concerts that I feel like inspired me mm. to not only work with the audience, but work with the band, you know, because even though the audience interaction is very important, yeah. your band, having a connection with them is very important as well. And, yeah, exactly. you know, that concert, I'll, I won't ever forget because mm. like, I just remember, I, I remember, and I don't remember a lot of things, vividly, <laughs> but I remember that just, and he like, oh my God. I just remember going home and just telling my mom all about like everything that happened. <laughs> but I did learn a lot from that concert, you know, him just because he's an iconic vocalist, you know, yeah. people were like, I saw everyone with like the Zeppelin patches, the jackets. And I remember <laughs> I went with like a Robert Plant shirt. I was just, oh my God, it was great. But I did learn a lot from that concert. That was probably one of my favorite concerts. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> did it. Did any of it actually feel like a Led Zeppelin concert or was there a clear separation between this is Robert Plant and that's Led Zeppelin? For sure. I feel like some parts there were mm. like um, some parts there definitely was because I was able to see like Robert Plant as an artist, like the man behind the music, yeah. because he was I remember him like saying his explanation behind some of his music and it was so cool because he was like, Oh, I'm in Boston. You know, it wasn't all, you know, I didn't play the Orphan, but I played the tea party a bunch mm. of years ago. And I was like, this is so cool. Cause I read about this and I'm like in the same room as him. And he's just like telling us the story of how we wrote this song. And yeah. <laughs> it was great. Um, but it, there is definitely a separation between him, Robert Plant, the artist and Led Zeppelin. Cause mm. I look at Led Zeppelin as like this power group, you know, like yeah. they're, they're the band, but he definitely is an artist and he has something to say outside of the band. And I have a lot of respect for that. You know, it's definitely yeah. great to see, you know, his side of, you know, his performance side by his, by himself. It was definitely really cool. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Exactly. It's a, uh, it's great that, you know, these legendary singers are still around and they're still able to tour and play just as good. Mm -hmm, for sure. Uh, and I'm so thankful to like have seen him because a lot of them don't tour anymore. Mm. And you know, there are so many that I'd love to see, but you know, yeah. unfortunately, like they're, they've either passed on or have retired. But you know, I still have much respect for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And not to get too negative now, but we'll flip it around. What is the worst experience at a concert or playing a concert you've ever had? Oh my goodness. Oh, trying to think. This is, this is, you're asking the wrong. I'm like the most positive person. <laughs> like, I try to always look at the positivities um, that I've seen or put. <sighs> this is tough. This, this, <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay. This is funny because I love this band. I love this band. Okay. But. I actually left the concert early. <laughs> right. uh, there's this band. Now I'm a rock. I'm a rock and roll fan. I love rock. But throughout high school, there was a band that I looked up to. 
And I still, I actually still look up to them, even though, because they had just recently released an album that just completely changed my opinion of them. And I still love them. But <laughs> when I was, um, when I was in high school, I don't know if you've ever heard the song Sweater Weather <laughs> by The Neighborhood. No, I don't think so. They, so they were very popular and they, now they're co- making a comeback. But I looked at them because they're an alternative rock band. And that's another side of me that I don't bring out as often, but I have a great appreciation for them. Now, anytime I got to see them, I would go see them. But one year they, I don't, I don't know what happened. I <laughs> like, it was, it was weird. It was electronic. It wasn't like that band that I looked up to. Yeah. And Man, I don't know. Like the guy had like a microphone swinging from the, the ceiling. <laughs> And he was just like swinging around. And I I vividly remember wanting to be in the front. Mm. I was with my mom. And the opening act, I have no idea who this was. I have no idea. And I I wasn't, you know, it wasn't my type of music, but I was sticking around because I was in the front row, you know, it was one yeah. of those general admissions. And I wanted to stay there. And <laughs> it was the last song. And the guy was like, all right, everybody, I'm going to do a mosh pit. And I was like, <laughs> oh, Oh my God, no way they're going to do that in here. Like, this is too small. And my poor mother, she looked at me and she was like, you know, bright eyed. She was like, what is that? What's a mosh pit? I'm like, they're not going to do it. Don't worry about it. They're not going to do it. The guy counts to like three. And oh my God, like someone punched me in the lungs. I lost my breath. And they had like 10 rings on. And my mother lost like her shoes. (laughs) And like, that was just the opening act, though. I thought it was going to get better, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> and it, was just, it was very chaotic. And, like, it was, like, I get it. Mosh pits, like, it's not my thing. But, like, mm. I never experienced one. And, oh, my God, my mom was like, just go to the back. And I was like, no, I want to. She's like, no, just, we're going to go to the back. And I remember going to the back. And the band that I wanted, the neighborhood, they came out. And, yeah, the microphone came down. It was, like, swinging. And it was just electronic. Like they, they weren't like, it wasn't like that rock band experience that I remember seeing in the past. Yeah. And I like, I love this singer. Like he's, he's really cool. Like he's definitely unique. Um, he, he did a stage dive, but it, it ended up bad. He went oh. head first in the ground. Oh. He didn't come up for 15 minutes. <laughs> um, Jeez. It was bad. and i i honestly i left i was with my mom and i was like you know we'll we'll head out (laughs) we'll head out because it was just at that point it was just noise like electronic which i i have nothing against i i believe that you know artists have freedom to do the sound that they want but i now now they actually came out with a new album i think it was two years ago it was chip chrome and that's one of my favorite albums i'm not gonna lie like they they were able to like do that sound that they were known for like in the early 2010s Hmm. so you know it was it was it wasn't the worst but it was like the weirdest experience because they did that quick switch to like Hmm. something that i wasn't used to and i think a lot of people weren't used to but (laughs) it's definitely (laughs) one of the weirdest concert experiences i learned from it though you know i learned not to do a head first stage time, so that was definitely a learning experience. And yeah. you know, 
not to do a mosh pit in a tight area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very important rules to uh, live by, I think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's I guess it's like a negative and a positive. I don't know. Like they 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 were able to come back with a really solid album that I love listening to. So <laughs> well, that's a sure. bonus. Sounds that's like the um. They quickly realized that their new sound wasn't going to work, so they reverted back to the old. Yeah, and I, I hate to sound like one of those people who are like, I like their older stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to be that type of person, but you know, they were able to circle around and, and get that sound back. So that was probably yeah. the weirdest concert experience I think I saw. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the next one then, what is the last gig that you've played? Oh, that I've played personally, um, with uh, if it's with my band, I did. Uh, oh, we did our homecoming show. That's what we did. Ah. We did our, it was locally, and you know, before that, we had just come back from. We did a show at the Whiskey Go Go, which was a lot of fun. Oh my god! Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, we it, we came back and we did uh, our homecoming show. It was at a local venue, and it was just packed like shoulder to shoulder and i had oh my god it was so much fun really. <laughs> it was it was a great time for sure <laughs> yeah yeah i have to ask the whiskey i am absolutely obsessed with the whiskey living over here in ireland to me it sounds like mecca for rock music what was it actually like playing there oh my god so the first time we played was in november and it was I don't even know how to like, because you look at, I look at it as the way, like I'm stepping like where the doors have stepped. Yes. Where, like Motley Crue has stepped. And I don't, I don't get nervous for shows. I always tell everyone nerves and excitement. They're the same feeling. It's just how you think of it. You know, oh, if you yeah. think I'm nervous, you're going to be nervous. And I was nervous. <laughs> I turned my excitement into nerves and it was, we we got invited. It was a Guns N' Roses tribute band, and they had heard of us, and we got invited to open. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's like where all of my heroes have played," you know. Yeah. And I remember, I showed up. We showed up so early, like for the sound check, get there, and you know, you go in the green rooms, and you know, I had a, I had, you know, we were able to bring a guest, and I remember bringing my mom and my grandpa, <laughs> and we were just sitting there, and I was like, "Ma." Dude, like a lot of famous people were in this room at some point. <laughs> and I was looking at the wall, like Lincoln Park sound, like signed the wall. Mm -hmm. um, and just, you, you, you never get, it never gets old seeing like all these signatures on the wall. Yeah. And then it gets to the time that you go to the stage and I get called downstairs and you're looking out on the crowd. It's one of those stages where the lights are so bright that you don't see very well on the oh, crowd. Really? That kind of helps because you're like, okay, I can't see them that well. So, but I'm stubborn. I like to see them. So, I, you know, kind of block out the light so I can see them. But it's definitely, you get nervous because it's like, oh my God, like so many great people have played here, you know? And, but I, I was like, you know what? We're going to give it our all. We're going to give that experience, you know, bring that crowd, you know, energy into it. Yeah. And you know, I we did it and we went home and I, I was so excited to get more shows. You know, we were invited for more shows there. And I was like, oh, my God, I get to go on the stage again. Like, that's so awesome. And it it never gets it, like that feeling never goes away. Like yeah. you, 
you step on that stage and it's like whiskey a go-go feeling you know it's, it's <laughs> something that you never get used to and it's yeah. great because not only do you have the whiskey a go-go like a few blocks up the street you get the rainbow which is awesome yeah. i love out at the rainbow anytime i'm in la every night i have to go at the rainbow i just gotta enjoy every <laughs> moment that i have and it's i don't know it's just i don't even know how to explain it it's just such a weird like feeling because you know, I'm from Boston, you know, we, we just kind of hang around, you know, mm. you know, just around our <laughs> local area. But like to go to a place like that, like you see everyone, like you just like see like these rock, rock stars hanging out and everything. And it's just it's again, you never get used to the feeling. It's just so much fun. It really is. it's like yeah. a dream come true. Like yeah. it, it, like I mentioned in high school, like I would read about all these rock legends and then you know, you go to the rainbow and you just see them. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, like, whoa, this is so surreal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just going to ask, actually, is it like that in real life? You know, there is this myth that you walk in there and there is rock stars there just yeah. going about their day. But you it really is. Them. Yeah, they're just there. <laughs> and I remember uh, I was really fortunate. I got invited to a party there and, you know, I got to jam out with a lot of cool people. Oh. And I remember it was time to leave. And <laughs> there's two exits, like from the upstairs, there's like the front and then there's like this back exit that kind of leads to the outside and there's mm. like a bar there. And <laughs> I remember leaving with my, my friend and we were walking downstairs and I saw this man with a cowboy hat and I was like, I was like waiting for him to turn around. Cause I don't know. It just looked like, <laughs> like I was like the hair in the back and it was Luke from the struts. And <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. I love that band. I really do love that band. And me and my friend were like, oh my God, like the struts. But like, yeah, you just, they're just hanging around, you know, and it's, it's really cool for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's super nice, you know, they're just hanging around, you know, talking to people. And it was really cool because I, I, like I mentioned, I was invited for a party and I was, you know, I played with uh, Paris Jackson's bass player. Like he was really cool, you know, yeah. got to play with a lot of the members from Great White, which was awesome. Like, you know, oh, it, was, it was really fun. I'm really <laughs> thankful for that experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Jeez. You know, you're still so young and you've got these amazing experiences that I'd expect to be hearing from someone maybe 30, 40 years older, you know? Uh, I'm, I, I tell everyone I am just so thankful and just I'm very fortunate and just I feel very blessed because music has always been my life. It's, it's really all my life revolves around mm. and you know, it's, it's really been my best companion and, you know, I've been able to live out a lot of experiences and, you know, live my dreams per se through music, you know, yeah. and to be able to like, you know, live the way, like I, I love reading and I would always read biographies and reading about like all these musicians in LA I'm like doing like like doing the same things like you know playing the whiskey go go yeah. going to the rainbow and I look at it and I look back on when I was you know a teenager in high school like if only like I would have known I wonder what I would have done I would have probably freaked out you know <laughs> you look at it like oh my god like it's the whiskey go go you know it's at Los Angeles 
And I actually, for years, I would ask my grandpa, like, can we go to California? And he's like, well, I'll take you one day. Don't worry. And the first time I went to California, I got to play the whiskey a go go. So that was like, wow. I, yeah. I couldn't believe it. It was really so thankful, really. <laughs> it really doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> no, it does not. It really does not. No. So what are your future plans? Is there sure. new music on the way? Absolutely. So I'm so excited to announce at the end of this month, we're heading down to Nashville. We're recording our first EP. Yes, so, I'm delighted to hear that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so thank you so much. I am just so excited because we have so much new music and I just want to get it out there. Uh, you know, I'm, I myself am just so thankful to all the listeners. We actually just reached 15,000 uh, streams on Midnight Rider. Oh, congratulations. Thank you so much. I want to take a moment to thank everyone who's listening. Uh, you know, and I thank you so much. I'm just so thankful. So, you know, I'm excited to announce that the EP is coming now. Um, I want to say I don't we don't have an estimate like on the dot date, but definitely expect it by the end of spring, early, early summer. So it'll definitely be out there for the summertime. Uh, it's definitely it's going to be so exciting. I'm just so excited to get back in the studio. <laughs> I'd say so. <laughs> Is there uh, any major tours coming up on the horizon? So we got a lot of fun dates. We're actually going back to California. We got some more shows at the Whiskey that I was ah, so brilliant. excited about. Uh, you'll definitely see those on, on social media. Um, we're actually going down to Florida. We got a, a string of a string of dates down there. I've never been in Florida, so I'm excited. So <laughs> if anyone from Florida is listening, you know, we'll, you'll see us. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So definitely, I have um, specific um, like dates on those that I post on social media. Um, going down to New York, we got a bunch of shows there. Uh, Poughkeepsie. Uh, we have a lot on the East Coast in June, New Hampshire, Mass. We got a lot of those. And yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's going to be very busy. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it. Sounds like it. For sounds sure. like you're going to have a great couple of months though. For sure. And, uh, you know, I'm just really looking forward to it. Um, and it's definitely, it's, it's a fun adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and what, as a musician at this stage, what dreams do you have? What do you want to achieve? For sure. So, um, my goal is, you know, to jump on a tour bus and just go all over the United <laughs> States. Um, I myself love traveling. So, you know, being able to travel and play, even though I travel so much already, I want to travel more. <laughs> I just, I feel like, you know, I want to share, uh, you know, my music and the band to as many people, you know, because songwriting for me is my favorite thing to do you know i definitely want to write more even though i have i actually have it right here like this book full of music i uh -huh. still want to have more with me um but definitely traveling more uh you know hopefully doing a full-on tour uh writing more music and mm. just you know keep rocking out for sure <laughs> brilliant brilliant since you showed the 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 book there i have to ask what's your process then for writing songs do you wait for inspiration or do you go into a room and force yourself to to write for sure so it's definitely a fun uh, pro process i like to get it all out of the way once it's started mm. i like to start and finish hopefully in the day um 
So I can walk you through actually one of the songs that yeah. is going to be. I'll give you a little sneak peek. We have a song. It's called Better Off Dead. Um, so I remember writing it. Um, so I was on getting on a plane back to Massachusetts from California, six hours. And <laughs> I, I had a loop in my head and it was a riff and it just stayed with me. Uh, you know, it was just simple. And I thought, okay, that's good that I can stop thinking about it now. And it wouldn't go away, you know, for six <laughs> hours, just kind of loop, loop. And I grabbed my phone and I grabbed a voice memo and I just kind of, have said, it's kind of silly to listen to now because it's all scattered. But like, you know, I have voice recordings of like, you know, the riff, singing mm. it, melody. And then I got home and I was able to do like a little rough thing on my computer. Sounds very patchy, but it was like I was able to explain it to the band of how I wanted it to work. Um, and then when I got that out of the way, so my lyric writing is actually uh, through time. So I keep this book with me everywhere. I kind of use it as a, a journal. And mm. I write about, you know, if one day I'm feeling this way, I'm going to write everything about the day or I'm just going to write about a thought that I had. Or if I don't have my book with me, I use my phone and I'm like driving somewhere. I'm not physically driving, but if I'm in the car, <laughs> I'm not going to write. No, but like, if I'm in the car and I see something, I like type it out, uh, describe it and, mm. you know, write a lot about how I feel. So when I have the music done, kind of look through that book and, you know, if the song seems kind of heavy and mm. driven, I'll look at like if I was feeling kind of down one day, you know, I'll kind of pick on those lyrics and kind of oh, yeah. work it into the song, use the phrasing to kind of fit the frame of the song. Yeah. But it, it really is like a lot of my songs um, you'll hear about like, People, you know, like Midnight Rider for my grandpa, like he's a big part of my life. I wrote that about him, uh, like better off dead. You know, you'll hear about it. <laughs> you'll hear it. It's like it's very like you'll hear all the lyrics and everything. But I write a lot about past experiences, uh, people, uh, my feelings. Uh, but just recently, uh, I actually wrote a song with my guitar player, Victor. I won't spoil that one. <laughs> that right. was me. But it's, uh, you know, we wrote it. Um, we wrote the music, he wrote like all the musical stuff. I did all the lyrics and the melody and the background vocals. And it was actually really cool to collaborate with someone. I don't, I usually write all the songs, but it was a, a new learning process for me. I was able to collaborate with someone. So uh -huh. there's definitely so many ways to like write music. It's, it's a lot of fun. And yeah, this is, this is where it happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really, a really good process and a really interesting process i feel like if there's anybody listening that's um struggling or maybe wants to start writing songs that's actually a perfect way to start doing it for sure i um i always keep a journal on me um i remember like the first song i wrote i was 13 and i still have the book I, every year i get a new book and it's just you know stacks and i still look at those sometimes to kind of see and the first song i wrote was blue and i remember i wrote it because I was feeling blue. <laughs> uh, I wrote it because I remember being in school and, you know, it's like pre-teen, like, oh, I liked someone. He didn't like me back. I'm going to write a song about it. <laughs> and yeah. I look at the lyrics and I was like, man, I was so saddened for what? 
it's, it's that's what music does you know you write about something and you kind of reflect on it and yeah. you're like at least i got a song out of it <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> i just stay positive <laughs> that's it that's it so we'll move on to the last couple of questions now if there was a band a band from history you could see in concert for one night only who would it be Queen. <laughs> I, really? I know this. Yeah, Queen. <laughs> um, I I love Freddie Mercury and the <laughs> I just love Queen. I know for a fact that I and specifically if I would be specific, like Queen in the 70s. Like I don't know if you've ever seen I, I believe I don't know if it was Christmas and New Year's Eve. They had a show and it was in the UK, and that's like one of my favorite live albums. I think mm. it was um I don't remember the name of it and it, it sucks. I don't remember it because I listen to it so much. Um, I love Queen um, as also because not only for like the songwriting, I think it's Freddie Mercury was one of the greatest, even the whole band, greatest songwriters. Um, but as a live band, oh my God, like I see videos of it. And that was actually how I discovered Queen. Uh, I remember going to my grandpa's office and he like, there's this man with a yellow jacket singing in Wembley, getting the crowd <laughs> to sing with him. And I vividly remember like, like asking my grandpa, like, who, who is this man? Like, who is he? And he's like, that's the best front man of all time. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, that's so cool. Oh my. And he, he like told me everything about them. And I just, I remember going on like a deep dive of everything, just learning everything about them. And that if I would, if I could see anyone in history, it would be Queen. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But I was actually expecting you to say Led Zeppelin. I know. I know. <laughs> I think it's because I already like, saw Robert Plant, I was like, okay, I was able to see like a part of Led Zeppelin, I guess, technically. Yeah. But I don't know. I which is funny. I have seen Queen. I have like seen them live. But I think it's like, you know, being able to see a legend like Freddie Mercury. That would be something that I would yeah. have loved to have been a part of. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. The next one, if you could spend 24 hours locked in a room with any musician or artist from history, who would you pick? That, see, now I'm stumped. That's a good <laughs> one. Um, just in a this is when there I go looking at the bookshelf, see who I can think of. <laughs> um, it's tough. You know, since I, you know, I'm going to bring back Led Zeppelin. I'm going to bring back Zeppelin. As okay. a music, like, because I'm a bass player also. I'm going to say Jimmy Page because he's one of those musicians that is just like so smart, yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's like a musical genius uh, as like, you know, a musician, uh, you know, I would love to like, you know, get to know his, maybe his process of how he wrote some of the most iconic musical pieces of all time. I would definitely love to learn from him and yeah. just get to like, how are you? you know, so, <laughs> sort of like this is an honor, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I would have to pick him maybe because I, I have a lot of respect for him. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of one of them really cool ones that you could pick. Yeah. But, you know, you could, it could go both ways. You could either spend the 24 hours learning stuff from him or you'd be perfectly happy just letting him tell you stories of the old days. Exactly. Because he, like, watching interviews with him, like, he talks about everything and anything and i never lose interest in it because he just knows how to like 
have a conversation and just speak of so much stuff. And I, I'm like, this is amazing. Like, you could be talking about anything. And I'd be like, wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, I totally get you. I totally get you. And the next one, if there was a song that could appear on the soundtrack to your life, what would it be? Oh, my goodness. I th- it's funny because I think about this, like, because I love so much music. Like, what's one song that I... This is weird. <laughs> um, now you got me thinking. <laughs> you know what? If you want an accurate answer, sometimes I like to look through what I listened to recently. So let me see. Um, you know, <laughs> let me see. What do I have here that I listen to? I am going to go with, and I'm just going to pick this because I've been listening to it often. You got me stumped, man. This is tough. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with, uh, just because I see Motley Crue in the background, Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue. I feel like that's an appropriate theme. <laughs> okay. okay. And it ties in with the homecoming gigs that you play. Yeah. Oh, my God. Perfect. We, we figured it out. We figured it out. I don't know. <laughs> Like, cause I love Motley Crue and I love, I guess it's combining like that hard rock and also that melodic kind of music, you know, I love listening to. And I don't know, I guess home is where the heart is and, you know, always coming home. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What, when you're not doing music, what do you like to do to relax? Um, I definitely... I love spending time with my family. I know that sounds kind of like we hear it often, but I travel a lot and I, you know, I, I do a lot of music and I love just, you know, hanging out with my mom and my grandparents. And I have a little, little dog. His name's Lemmy. <laughs> he's, he's a little Pomeranian and I, I love that dog very much. So sometimes I like taking him out for walks and, you know, just getting him all rock and roll outfits. <laughs> but Definitely spending time with my family and my little dude hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> so after music, of course, is the most important thing you can do. It That's is. what it's all about. It really is. And, you know, I tell everyone I, I, I do what I do is because of my family. They, they've always been, you know, they always told me, even when, when we mentioned, you know, being a musician is being a face. They never said that. They always said, if you want to do it, go for it. You know, we'll yeah. have your back. Cause if it makes you happy, it makes us happy. So that to me, I love them very much. So anytime I get to spend with them, I, it's a happy time. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. And the final one, is there something I should have asked you that I didn't? Um, not sure. I'm horrible <laughs> at asking questions. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I guess, I guess you did. I don't know. I think you got all of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you did. You did awesome. I love talking with you. This was fun. So I think I, I got all the questions. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Job done. So <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Hey, I just want to say thank you so much. It, it's awesome to be on your show. And, you know, it's a lot of fun to talk to you. Do you love music? 
music news, and guest interviews with artists from all around the world across many different genres. My name's Nolan, and I love music. In fact, I love music so much I created a podcast entirely dedicated to it called Every Podcast I Love is Dead. Every week is a brand new episode where I interview musicians, artists, podcasters, radio hosts, and so much more. New episodes are available every Thursday on all your favorite podcast streaming platforms, and you can check us out on social media and at everypodcastiloveisdead.com. Hope you can join me. Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I for one surely did. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Your five-star review will be read out on the show. And don't forget, you can now rate us on Spotify. You can find and follow us on all social media at Concerts That Made Us Podcast. And don't forget to check out the website at www.concertsthatmadeus.com. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by signing up at patreon.com forward slash concerts that made us. So until next time, keep rocking. Hey. Hey, what are you guys still doing there? The show is over. It's over. You can go home. Go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here. Bye.